Chapter Twenty Three of the Andes and the Amazon. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Andes and the Amazon by James Orton. Chapter Twenty Three: How to Travel in South America. Routes, Expenses, Outfit, Precautions, Dangers. The most vague and incorrect notions prevail in respect to traveling in South America. The sources of trustworthy and desirable information are very meager. Murray has not yet published a handbook for the Andes. Routes, methods, and expenses of travel are almost unknown, and the imagination depicts vampires and scorpions, tigers and anacondas, wild Indians and fevers without end impassable rivers and inaccessible mountains as the portion of the tourist the following statements which can be depended upon may therefore be acceptable to those who contemplate a trip on the andes and the amazon the shortest cheapest most feasible and least interesting route across the continent is from valparaiso to buenos aires the breadth of south america is here only eight hundred miles by railroad from Valparaiso to the foot of the Andes, thence a short mule ride by the Uspalata Pass, altitude 12,000 feet, under the shadow of Aconcagua to Mendoza, thence by coach across the Pampas to the Rio Plata. The Portillo Pass, traversed by Darwin, is nearer, but more lofty and dangerous. Bolivia offers the difficult path of Gibbon, from the coast to Cochabamba, thence down the marmore and madeira there are three routes through peru first from lima to mairo by way of cerro pasco and huanaco by mule ten days thence down the pachitea by canoe six days thence down the ucayali to iquitos by steamer six days forty-five hours running time when the road from lima to mairo is finished the passage will be shortened four days. No snow is met in crossing the Andes in summer, but in winter it is very deep. Second, Herndon's route from Lima to Tinga Maria by way of Huanaco by mule, 15 days, distance 300 miles. The passage is difficult in the rainy season. Thence by canoe 15 days down the Huayaga to Yurimaguas. Third and best, by mule from Trujillo to Cajimarca, five days, note the magnificent ruins, then to Chachapoyas, seven days, here are pre-incarial relics, thence to Moyabamba, eight days, thence on foot to Balsa Puerto, four days, thence by canoe to Yurimaguas, two days. Price of a mule from Trujillo to Moyabamba is $30, canoe hire $10. The Peruvian steamers arrive at Yurimaguas the 5th of every month and leave the 7th, reach Nauta the 9th and Iquitos the 10th, leave Iquitos the 16th and arrive at Tabachinga the 19th to connect with the Brazilian line. Going up, they leave Tabachinga the 21st and arrive at Iquitos the 24th, stopping 6 days. Running time from Yurimaguas to Tabachinga, 48 hours. Fair $70 gold, third class $17. La Condamine's route via Loja and the Maranon is difficult, and Madame Godin's via the Pastassa 
is perilous on account of rapids and savages. The transit by the Napo we will now give in detail. Six hundred dollars in gold will be amply sufficient for a first-class passage from New York to New York across the continent of South America, making no allowance for stoppages. For necessary expenses in Ecuador, take a draft on London, which will sell to advantage in Guayaquil. So will Mexican dollars. American gold should be taken for expenses on the Amazon in Brazil. At Pará, it commands a premium. On the Maranhon, it is below par. Peruvian gold should therefore be bought at Guayaquil for that part of the route. Also, French medios, or quarter francs. They will be very useful everywhere on the route, especially on the upper Amazon, where change is scarce. Fifty dollars worth will not be too many, for, as the Scotchman said of sixpences, they are canny little dogs, and often do the work of shillings. Take a passport for Brazil. Leave behind your delicacies and superfluities of clothing. Woolen clothes will be serviceable throughout. A trunk for mountain travel should not exceed 24 by 15 by 15 inches. Smaller, the better. Take a rubber air pillow and mattress. There's no bed between Guayaquil and Pará. A hammock for the Amazon can be bought on the Napo. The Pacific Mail steamships, which leave New York on the 1st and 16th of each month, connect at Panama without delay with the British steam navigation line on the South Pacific. Fare, first class, from New York to Guayaquil by way of Panama and Peta, $215 gold, second class, $128. Time to Panama, 8 days, to Paita, 4 days, to Guayaquil, 1 day. A coasting steamer leaves Panama for Guayaquil the 13th of each month. There are two so-called hotels in Guayaquil. Los Tres Mosqueteros, kept by Senor Gonzalez, is the best. Take a front room, $1 per day, and board at the Fonda Italiana or La Santa Rosa, $1 per day. Here, complete your outfit for the mountains. Saddle with strong girth and crupper, saddlebags, saddle cover, sweat cloth, and brittle. $4 paper. Woolen poncho, $9. Rubber poncho, $4. Blanket, $6. Leggings, native spurs and syrups, knife, fork, spoon, teapot, chocolate. Tea, pure and cheap, should be purchased at Panama. Candles, matches, soap, towels, and tarpaulin for wrapping up baggage. Convert your draft into paper, quantum suficit, for Guayaquil. The rest into silver. Besides this outer outfit, an inner one is needed, of patience without stint. You will soon learn that it is one thing to plan and quite another to execute. To get out of the inn is one half of the journey, is very appropriately a Spanish proverb. Spaniards do nothing d'apresado, in a hurry, but everything mañana, tomorrow. You will find fondas, horses, and roads divided into the bad, the worse, and the worst, and bad is the best. But fret not thyself. Serenity of mind, wrote Humboldt, almost the first requisite for an undertaking in inhospitable regions, passionate love for some class of scientific labor, and a pure feeling for the enjoyment which nature in her freedom is ready to impart, are elements which, when they meet together in an individual, ensure the attainment of valuable results from a great and important journey. The journey to Quito must be made between May and November. In the rainy season the roads are impassable. From Guayaquil to Bodegas by Yankee steamer, fare, $2, time, 8 hours. 
at bodegas hire beasts at the consignacion for guaranda price for riding and cargo beasts for dollars each low extras for the arriero a mule will carry two hundred and fifty pounds buy bread at bodegas and guaranda the indians on the road are very loth to sell anything buy a fowl therefore at the first opportunity or you will have to live on dirty potato soup and be glad of that at the tambos or wayside inns you pay only for yerba father never unsaddle your beast till it is cool an indian will even leave the brittle on for a time to guaranda three full days there take mules safer than horses in climbing the mountains for quito six dollar twenty five silver per beast time five days be sure to leave guaranda by four a m for in the afternoon chimborazo is swept by furious winds also start with a full stomach you will get nothing for two days drink sparingly of the snow water which dashes down the mountains you will be tempted to curse chuquipoyo but thank heaven it is no worse there are two hotels in quito french and american the former has the better location the latter the better rooms best front room furnished half a dollar a day cheaper by the month meals two twenty-five cents each the beef is excellent but the cuisine oh onions god sends the meat and the evil one cooks you can hire a professional male cook indian for five dollars a month but you can't teach him anything fish is not to be had in quito gibbon speaks of having some in cusco but does not tell us where he came from price of best flour three dollars sixty per quintal butter thirty cents a pound beef a dollar in arroba twenty five pounds refined sugar three fifty in arroba brown sugar rapadura five cents a pound cigars from six to sixteen for a dime cigarettes five cents a hundred horse hire from fifty cents to one dollar per day if you are to remain some time buy a beast a good mule costs forty dollars an ordinary horse fifty dollars the post office department is a swindle if you pay through you will find on your arrival home that your letters have been paid at both ends ask our consul at guayaquil to forward them the necessary preparations for the napo journey have been given in a previous chapter chapter eleven we might add to the list a few cans of preserved milk from new york for you will not see a drop between the andes and the atlantic fail not to take plenty of lienzo you must have it to pay the indians and any surplus can be sold to advantage a bale of thirty varas costs about fifty dollars rely not at all on game a champion sharpshooter could not live by his rifle santa rosa and coca will be represented to you as small new yorks but you will do well if you can buy a chicken between them from quito to papayacta two days and a half riding beast twelve dollars silver and one dollar twenty for each cargo of three arrobas at papayata hire indians for archidona each carries three arrobas and wants five dollars silver in advance you take to your feet time nine days including one day of rest at baeza at archidona you take a new set of peons for napo at twenty-five cents apiece time one day from napo down the river to santa rosa one day you give two and a half varas of lienzo to each indian and the same for the canoe from santa rosa to pebas on the maranon fifteen days cost of an indian twenty-five varas ditto for a canoe we advise you to stop at coca and rig up a raft or craft of some kind 
we ascribe our uninterrupted good health to the length and breadth of our accommodations. The Peruvian steamer from the west arrives at Pebas on the 16th of each month, fare to Tabachinga, $15 gold, time 4 days, running time 11 hours. Brazilian steamer leaves Tabachinga the 20th of each month, fare to Manaus, $44.44 gold, time 5 days, distance 1,000 miles. From Manaus to Pará, $55.55, gold, time 6 days, distance 1,000 miles. The Brazilian steamers make semi-monthly trips. We found two hotels in Pará, the Italiana, dear and poor, the Giana, unpretending but comfortable. Charges at the latter for room and board $2 a day. The best time for traveling on the Amazon is between July and December. The United States and Brazilian steamships, on their homeward voyage, call at Pará the 7th of each month. Fare to New York, $150 gold, the same as down the whole length of the Amazon. Second class, $75. Time, 14 days. Distance by way of St. Thomas, 1,610 plus 1,400 miles. Steamer for Rio, the 9th of each month. Fare, $125. Time, 12 days. Distance, 2,190 miles. Fare from Rio to New York, $200. Fare by sailing vessel from Pará to New York, from $50 to $75, time three weeks. A British steamer from Rio stops at Pará and Lisbon. A word about health. First, take one grain of common sense daily. Do as the natives do. Keep out of the noonday sun and make haste slowly. Secondly, take with you quinine in two grain pills and begin to take them before leaving New York, as the great African traveler Drushayu recommended us. As preventive against the intermittent fevers on the lowlands and rivers, nothing is better than Dr. Copeland's celebrated pills, quinine 12 grains, camphor 12 grains, cayenne pepper 12 grains. Mix with mucilage and divide into 12 pills. Take one every night or morning as required. On the Amazon, carry Guarana. Woolen socks are recommended by those who have had much experience of tropical fevers. Never bathe when the air is moist. Avoid a chill. A native will not bathe till the sun is well up. Rub yourself with aguardiente, native rum, after a bath, and always when caught in a shower. Freely exercise in Quito to ward off liver complaints. Drink little water. Coffee or chocolate is better, and tea is best. Avoid spirits with fruit, and fruit after dinner. The sickliest time in Guayaquil is at the breaking up of the rainy season. As to dangers. First, from the people. Traveling is as safe in Ecuador as in New York, and safer than in Missouri. There are no Spanish banditti, though some places, as Chambo, near Riobamba, bear a bad name. It is not wise to tempt a penniless footpad by a show of gold, but no more so in Ecuador than anywhere. We have traveled from Guayaquil to Damascus, but have never had occasion to use a weapon in self-defense, and only once for offense, when we threatened to demolish an Arab sheik with an umbrella. Secondly, from brutes. Some travelers would have us infer that it is impossible to stir in South America without being affectionately entwined by a serpent, or sprung upon by a jaguar, or bitten by a rattlesnake, jiggers in every sand-heap, and scorpions under every stone. 
the Edinburgh Review, 43-310. Padre Bernassa speaks of meeting a serpent two yards in diameter, but you will be disappointed at the paucity of animal life. We were two months on the Andes, August and September, before we saw a live snake. They are plentiful in the wet season in cacao plantations, but the majority are harmless. Dr. Russell, who particularly studied the reptiles of India, found that out of 43 species which he examined, not more than seven had poisonous fangs, and Sir E. Tennant, after a long residence in Ceylon, declared he had never heard of the death of an European by the bite of a snake. It is true, however, that the number and proportion of the venomous species are greater in South America than in any other part of the world, but it is some consolation to know that, zoologically, they are inferior in rank to the harmless ones, and certainly, adds Sidney Smith, a snake that feels fourteen or fifteen stone stamping on his tail has little time for reflection, and may be allowed to be poisonous. If bitten, apply ammonia externally, immediately, and take five drops in water internally. It is an almost certain antidote. The discomforts and dangers arising from the animal creation are no greater than one would meet in traveling overland from New York to New Orleans. Finally, of one thing the tourist in South America may be assured, that dear to him, as it is to us, will be the remembrance of those romantic rides over the cordilleras, amid the wild magnificence of nature, the adventurous walk through the primeval forest, the exciting canoe life on the Napo, and the long, monotonous sail on the waters of the great river. End of chapter 23